Hello and welcome to the It Depends podcast, your alternative guide to the often mystifying world of psychometrics. In each episode, your hosts, myself, Tim Burnett, and the brilliant Dr. Amanda Danis, will serve you a cocktail of psychometric wisdom garnished with a twist of sarcasm and humor. Our mission, to help you actually enjoy the process of building better tests. So grab your favorite beverage and get ready to dive into the awesome world of psychometrics. Hello and welcome to It Depends. My name is Tim Burnett. This is the uh, psychometrics podcast for people who aren't psychos, and I'm joined by Amanda Danis, and we're going to be co-hosting this podcast. Hello, Amanda. Good morning, or good afternoon. How are you, Tim? I'm very well. How are you, Amanda? Good, good. Just waking up. Have lots of coffee for me. So Excellent, excellent. Well, you keep drinking that coffee. Um, we're going to, obviously, this is the first episode, so we're going to be taking you on a, a little bit of a, a kind of, I suppose, an intro journey, really. And uh, talking about how we we think this podcast could uh, progress and develop over time uh, but it's also an opportunity for you uh, to also uh, share your thoughts and get in contact with us and, and let us know what it is you want to hear and, and know about so I suppose we're, we're, it's, it's all about unpacking psychometrics isn't it trying to help people who don't necessarily um, specialize in this area under, understand it was that is that a, a right Amanda would you say that's right I think that's absolutely right. You know, I we meet so many people in our industry who have tons of experience and lots of knowledge about psychometrics, and then some people who have never even heard the word, and I say I'm a psychometrician, and they say a psycho what? And they just don't get it. Um, so I think the point for me in doing a podcast that was a little bit, uh, you know, not in the weeds about certain topics is kind of give it that broad picture of why do we do this? Why is there a testing industry? Uh, why are there psychometricians? You know, why does it even exist? Um, too many people say they don't understand my job. They don't know what I do. Um, I say I help people build tests. What do you mean? Can't you just write the test questions? It's easy. Um, sometimes it's easier than others, of course. But um, yeah, I think that would be a good point for the podcast and to introduce very basic topics, uh, but in real world application. And I would love to hear questions and comments um, from anybody who's listening along the way. So yeah, so please do contribute. Um, and what we're going to do today, we're going to really going to kind of understand why we've called it. It depends, and learn a bit more about Amanda and the uh, the role of psychometrics. Um, so, Amanda, do you want to start off? Just tell us a bit more about yourself. You know, what do you sure? Do? <laughs> what do I do? That's a good what question. Do you do? What do I do? Why Why do I exist in the world? Uh, so I have a PhD in assessment and measurement from James Madison University. And I'm currently um, the CEO. I say currently because, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. But uh, currently, I am the CEO of Danis and Company. So I went out on my own about eight or nine years ago, I think. And now uh, we're up to a team of eight, I think, which is sometimes overwhelming, but it's a great team. And we mostly focus in the certification licensure industry. So we help associations and licensing bodies create tests that are valid, reliable, um, and are legally defensible, which is the most important piece, of course, especially in, in the States. We like to sue people yeah, here, yeah. Um, as you know. So um, that's what I'm doing. And I get to travel the world. I get to uh, learn a little bit about a lot of different industries, everything from you know, chimney sweeps to water environmental safety technicians to glazers um, to higher education professionals. So it's a really broad spectrum of, of 
industries that we get to work in, which keeps it interesting. Um, and we help build tests from the very beginning of doing a job task analysis all the way to looking at statistics and operational validity. Um, and I think that's where the it depends comes in. I even have a t-shirt that says it. So <laughs> when, when does a psychometrician say it depends? Always, always, always. always. The answer should uh, be, it depends. <laughs> it depends, but it doesn't. It doesn't because the answer is always. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and a lot of us, I think, are, are, we start to shy away from it. And I think a lot of people think that it's a bad answer. And I actually just like to own it and say it absolutely is a very accurate answer. And I think it just points to the intricacies of what we have to deal with. So there's never or hardly ever, I will say hardly ever, a direct answer that is just, you have to look at this reliability. This reliability is good. This reliability coefficient is bad. There's rarely ever a cutoff that is just across the board, good or bad. It depends on sample size. It depends on industry. It depends on you know, what you're using the test results for. Are you in the education industry? Are you in IO? Are you in certification? There's just different guidelines. Um, so lots of times if I'm presenting at a conference and somebody asks a question, I only have one piece of the information and I can't give them an answer. So that's where I say it depends. So I could change it up. I don't have to say it depends. I could also say, well, I have a lot of questions for you and then I can give you an answer or it depends on the variables, right? But it, it all boils down, it depends. So I'm just going to own it and we're just going to use it for the name of the podcast. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think it shows everybody that, you know, you kind of need psychometrics if you're doing a test. So and it's one of those kind of industries where, um, there is, if anyone says that this this is the hard and fast answer, you know, there is only one answer to this. It, you know, this it's this is absolutely crystal clear to me that you know this is the the information that the, the thing you should do. Then that that means that they're probably ignoring something else, isn't it? You know, they they're kind of stepping over something they should be um, looking at because there is always a bit of, you know, I suppose, variable uh, variable nature in this. Um, this, this work, uh, especially yeah. when you're dealing with so many different industries. Exactly. And I think because you're dealing with human beings, there's always going to be variables. It's really hard to make a generalization that applies to everyone. Um, you know, one of the examples I would use when I was teaching, um, because I, <laughs> I taught stats and intro psychometrics to guidance counseling students, like mental health counseling graduate students. And that was really fun because they don't like math in general. Um, I had to put on the syllabus, there's no crying in stats because they would just kind of burst into tears. Sometimes they're very emotional people, lovely people, but not, not made for statistics. Um, but one of the examples that I used to use is that you can't, you know, you can't take out somebody's math ability out of their head and weigh it on a scale and you can't count it up in a Petri dish. You know, there's no definitive, yeah. this is their score. Well, what is the metric? Well, what was the content of the test? Well, what are you judging them against? Um, what are the variables that affected how they took the test that day? Um, what's their reading level? Does that affect how they took the test that day? You know, that's where all of the it depends comes in because there is no just hard answer um, when you're talking about somebody's IQ, for example. Um, yeah. You know, that's a whole, a whole mess of questions in there. So I suppose probably first on to our first question is why does psychometrics exist in the first place? You know, what's what's the the, the reason for its existence? Uh, I think pretty much that whole getting back to 
there is no exact answer. I can't step on a scale and figure out that I'm going to be smarter than the next guy. Um, and when you're making, let's say you're making a hiring decision, you want to know that the tests, the pre-employment tests that you're giving is actually going to help predict who is performing well on a job, right? Mm. So that test needs to be a little bit different depending on what the job role is. Um, or in, you know, standardized testing, right? It's a really bad rap in education. Um, I think we could do a whole series of podcasts on that. I'm sure there's a series out there or multiple ones, so we won't get into it. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said for how do you kind of judge or how do you make decisions uh, about human beings, whether it's should they be on a medication, whether it's should they progress to the next grade, should they be hired to the job, do they need counseling, do they need you know, special help in school, all of those things are based on some sort of assessment process. And so that assessment process is where psychometrics comes in because you're making decisions that affect everyday life. And some of those decisions are really big. Um, and you want to make sure that the assessments you're using to make those decisions uh, were developed well, that they make sense, that they have statistics to back them up, um, and that you can defend your decisions behind them if you need to. So that's why um, we exist. Uh, and it, I suppose, which, you know, which came first, really? Did you know, assessment come first, or did psychometrics come first? You know, how have they? <laughs> you mean did I did I wake up at six years old and decide I want to be a psychometrician when I grew up? I <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, that's a big kind of question. You know, we'll come on to that in a second. How did you end up where you are? But you know, assessments and psychometrics, are, you know, they're, they're two. Would you say that they're two very different? parts of the puzzle or would you say that they're so intertwined that yeah that there's just no separating them i think i think they're it's really early in the morning for this question um i think that they are really intertwined uh i think that you can have anybody can make an assessment right yeah. and you're british so you keep calling it an assessment and i would call it a test usually but that's okay um you know it's all the same stuff usually you Anybody can make an assessment, right? I can make a test about any, and I can call it anything I want. I can write a, five questions and say, this is a test that measures um, anxiety, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I can say that it measures anxiety. How do we know that it measures anxiety? Because I said so? Or are we going to actually ask questions about it? How do you know? What does it correlate with? What do the questions look like? Um, do people with anxiety that you know, have been diagnosed, do they score higher on this than somebody who hasn't been? So there's all these things and that's where the psychometrics comes in. So you can have the assessment by itself, but the psychometri psychometrics comes in and says, is it actually doing what it's supposed to do in general? Yeah. Um, and can you make a decision based on this in good faith? So I, I think you can, you can have one without the other, but you really shouldn't. It's scary if you do. And we've always, we talked about this and we did a session, didn't we, at uh, EATP in London. Uh, where we we got together <clears throat> several different psychometricians from different parts of the world, and we talked about the role of the you know, psychometrics, and I suppose the the role of the psychometrician in the process. And there is there is a, an international difference, isn't there, in in the I suppose <laughs> yeah. the the degree in which psychometrics is used within assessment. I know people that have created assessments, and they've yeah you know, they said right, let's write some questions. Yeah, they look like good questions, like good questions. <clears throat> And they, um, they very well the might be the questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, absolutely. Yeah. Cut score, 70. Yeah, that's fine. 70. Let's go for 70. it. It's, good. it's a good number. Yeah, yeah, it's a good number. Yeah. Um, but you would say that, you know, all right, you might, have, you might have done that process 
yourself correctly, but you you possibly couldn't take it to uh, an accreditation organization or something like that and say, yes, this is absolutely rock solid because you just don't have yeah. the stats to, to back that up. Is that right? Yeah, you, that's absolutely. Yeah. And so you're talking about somebody, if they bring in a psychometrician post hoc, right? So they bring in somebody after they've already had the test out there. We've had this happen where a group, several groups have come to us and they've said, we've, we've made this test. It's been out for a really long time. Now we have a competitor, right? Somebody else made a test because internet. And so somebody else made a test and they're selling it and we need to prove that our test is better than their test. And so how do we do that? Um, and so you, sometimes you have to work backwards and you have to say, how did you develop it? Let's look at the stats. How did you set the cut score? Oh, it's a 70. Okay. Hold the phone. Well, you know, let's back up a second. Um, and, and a lot of times it's very eye opening to people for groups and they're like, we didn't know this was a thing. Um, and, you know, we've been running this test for 10 years, the same test probably, um, with a cut score of 70, yeah. but, um, you know, they just don't, they just don't know that it's a thing and that it's something that should be done. And sometimes it's market driven that they come to a psychometrician. Sometimes it's for accreditation purposes. Sometimes they are in legal hot water and they need, um, some evidence and some backup. Um, or sometimes they've been to a conference and they hear somebody talk and they're like, oh, I think that we should follow this. It's best practice. Um, so we come in at all sorts of phases. Um, it's rare that we get somebody who's starting a project from scratch and says, we want to do this and we want to do it right. And we want to work with a psychometrician. When that happens, usually somebody on that staff has done this before with another group. You know, nobody just wakes up one day and is like, I think I need to hire some PhD person to help me. Um, you know, our master's psychometrician. So yeah, it's the international thing was interesting for me when I started working a lot with Brits and it just, it's not as big over there. They're doing it. Yeah. They're doing psychometrics, but there's not as many of us who it's like, it's our career. Um, so it's just a little bit of a different, different tactic. And I think you know, when we're going to, in this journey that we're going to take people on, on, the, on this podcast, yeah, there's going to be people out there who know a substantial amount about psychometrics. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to, maybe I'm going to say something wrong. I hope not, but I might. It's imposter well, syndrome. Still have it. I, I, well, everyone, everyone has it all the time, don't they? But yeah, we, there's going to be people that like that. There's going to be people who um, they just know that they need to learn and understand it a little bit more and, you know, grow their appreciation and um, um, I, I suppose language and knowledge and uh, the terminology and, you know, understand what, how things come together, the components of the, of the, the journey would take on. And that's, I think that's what we really want to take people on, isn't it? To, to kind of help them understand yeah. that. Um, and I, I'm yeah, going to be the I, one that's going to ask some dumb questions. Uh, I'll probably see that. <laughs> or, well, yeah. they'll never sound dumb because you're British. So you're speaking the Queen's English. So you automatically sound smarter than me, but I, you know, I, I want this to be a podcast where uh, we kind of tie it all back to, real world application and like tying things back to the basics because right now, you know, you go to EATP, you go to um, ATP clear anything. And they're talking about AI and they're talking about all this like really intense technology and remote proctoring and where's everything going. And that's great. 
but I, I meet with people all the time who are like, I know that I need this and I think that I need this and I, but they don't understand the underlying reasons of why they need it or why they're doing it. They've just been told they need to do it. So I would rather be that psychometrician who is like, can we just back up a second and let's just talk in a metaphor that you get it, that you understand. I'm not going to assume that you understand what, you know, Chromebooks alpha is and that I need to explain multi-item variants to you. Like we're not going to go there because it's pointless, but I'm also not going to just hold that information inside. Like I'm not going to share it. So we're going to try to have a conversation at a level where everybody's going to get it and hopefully accept some questions along the way, which would be great. Yeah. And I, I, the way I kind of see it is that, you know, I, I've interacted with several different psychometricians out there and, you know, other I'm sorry. <laughs> test and development <laughs> specialists uh, along the way and some are lovely yeah uh, like yourself you know you can have that conversation you can say sorry i don't i don't quite understand that bit could you just you know and you you don't you don't treat me like a, a fool for asking that question um others i wouldn't say they do it deliberately but they because they know their they know their industry and they're almost in a kind of a bit of a, a power position absolutely yeah, they, they they kind of hold that over you a little bit and i don't want anyone to feel that from this podcast i want them to be able to whether they want to channel it through me i don't mind asking dumb questions so um you know i do that all the time but yeah you know, if if you if you really want to kind of just unpick someone understand something and particularly in your context in your environment like amanda you said you're know, kind of real world examples um you know amanda's definitely going to say it depends Aren't you with any Absolutely. Through. I'm yeah. going to wear my t-shirt every time I should be wearing it today. I don't know why I didn't wear it. Um, I, I'm going to say it depends. And I, I get what you mean about people holding that information. Like it's a power thing and like you have to pay me, right? I'm your consultant. So I'm not going to give you the answer. You have to pay me for the answer. And like, come on, you know, let's stop taking ourselves so seriously here. And let's just try to make this all work. And we're not going anywhere. We're all going to have jobs later. We don't have to hold that information inside. Um, and I, I'm a psychometrician, but I'm also a huge airhead most of the time. I mean, I think a lot of PhDs are like that. I won't speak for everyone, but you know, I lock myself out of my car like once a month um, just because I just forget things. Um, and I just want to be able to, we, our firm kind of specializes in those groups that are small to medium size that want to do the right thing, but don't know how and don't necessarily have a bajillion dollars to just pay somebody else to do all of it. So it's a partnership, right? So I have to work with them and we are going to get you to learn how to do some of this on your own because you, you know, you don't have necessarily the staffing resources to, to farm it all out, let's say. So I, I want the podcast to be like that. And also for people that do know what they're talking about um, to dial in and ask questions or not dial in, but, you know, ask questions as well and challenge us. And I think dumb questions can be, well, quote unquote, dumb questions, as you say, can be almost more challenging than some of the more complex questions for us mm -hmm. as psychometricians to answer in a way that the, that non-psychos can get, you know, that's a challenge all by itself. Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly is. So that's, that's the kind of idea that, and behind the, the podcast and where we want to take this. Amanda, did you, you know, did you wake up when you were 12 or something like that and say, I'm going to be a psychometrician? Yeah, is that, <laughs> is that how it happened? Just so the the learner understands where you've come from, because everyone, you, know, you talk to a psychometrician, and yeah, you know, they weren't born psychometricians. They've learned that that the right. process. What right. was your journey, Amanda? How did you kind of um, embrace this? 
Yeah. Um, where did I go wrong? You mean, is that what you're trying to ask me? <laughs> um, I, I was, my bachelor's is in anthropology and I became a child protective services worker and foster care uh, investigator early on. And then I had a baby and decided I wanted to stay home with her. So I went to grad school and got a master's in public administration. And during that grad school time, there was a class on research methods and quantitative something or other. And a guy came and did a guest talk. And he was like, yeah, we have a PhD here in assessment and measurement. And when I finished grad school, I would like to say that that speech like inspired me to become a psychometrician, but actually I just didn't want to go to work um, full-time yet. I wasn't ready. <laughs> and so I was like, I just want to stay in school forever. And there were two PhD programs at the time at JMU. There were, it was cognitive psych PhD, which was, you know, not my thing, right? Not gonna, no. As, as I said, I don't like crying, so that wouldn't work well. Um, and then the other one was the assessment measurement. And so that's how I ended up uh, getting a PhD in that. And then finally, you know, I went into the testing world. I worked in IO psych for a long time. Um, that was great fun, huge, huge, huge data sets. And then I started on the consulting side and working for ANSI, which is now ANAB, um, as an assessor. So I sort of, it was a very organic change and a very just kind of, you know, weaving way. And sometimes I'm still like, what am I going to do when I grow up? But most of the time there's enough variability because it depends, uh, in my job that I think I'll stay here for a while. It's a lot of fun. What, what kind of things, when you say variability, what kind of things do you, do you mean by that? What, what what do you encounter? Just the industries that we get to work with. I mean, but whether we're working with higher ed, whether we're working with, um, you know, Glazers, I mentioned them before. We did a lot of work with some public health guys. Um, I really like focusing on public safety and public health kind of industries. Mm -hmm. It's kind of our, our thing, I guess it stems from my, my time as working for social services. Um, but we get to do, we meet so many people, uh, subject matter experts from all over the world and just learn some fascinating, fascinating things. Um, and it's just, it's really fun. We did a therapeutic pet partners um, certification. That was really fun. So therapeutic hand, or handlers that work with therapeutic animals. Um, we do, you know, everything from those job task analyses to just running the data and having to explain it to people. Um, and I like those challenges. I think it makes it fun. And I love it. To, I love to watch the client's light bulb go off and they go, yeah. oh, now I get why you're doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's really, it's just a nice little, little checkbox for the day, I guess. <laughs> that's the way we all need to do jobs that we like, don't we? It, otherwise, yeah, life would be yeah. considerably harder, wouldn't it? Are there yeah. any kind of parts to being a psychometrician you don't like? Um, only kind of what you said before about those of us that kind of keep things close to the chest and don't really, they want to make it sound way more complex than it is or way more important than it is. You know, it's not black magic. Um, I've had people say that to me before where they've said, you know, the last psychometrician we had, that he wouldn't tell us anything. He just would give us these stats and just say it was over our head to explain it to us. And I just thought, yeah, you nice. know, you're, yeah, like you're giving us a bad name. Like, come on. Yeah. So that's the goal. And that was the goal of the book. And that was the goal of webinars and stuff that we've done in the past. And that's why, you know, working with you has been awesome. And I think the podcast will be a good addition to that. So I think that's probably the only downside to it. Um, sometimes I get clients who don't want to do what I tell them. <laughs> They're like, 
we see the reason why we still don't want to do it. And I just kind of say, okay. And then I put a disclaimer in there that if you, you know, run into trouble, I'm not putting my name, name on this one, but um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know about you because you are so specific in your marketing. How did you end up so specific in assessment industry? Oh, that's a fascinating one. Yeah. So do you actually, do you actually want to be a psychometrician deep down inside? Is that what Um, this is about? Uh, no, <laughs> no I, I want to understand it. So, um, so yeah. So, my my background really is is has always been grounded in education. I I trained as a teacher. I like to to help and teach, but I, I kind of then got into the the whole web industry and uh, marketing space, and now I'm I'm kind of almost gone full circle. The fact that I'm now doing some teaching again. Um, as kind of part of my consulting work, so um, yeah, I suppose I think if you if I wind back the clock about ten, fifteen, twenty years, I, there was a, a point where I would have gone into assessment or have gone into learning, um, mm-hmm. and I'm actually quite pleased they've gone into assessment because I think if I've gone into learning, I would have got it's that's quite a, I wouldn't say murky, but it's there's obviously some specialist areas within the, the whole learning space, but. I, it, it it just seemed a bit vague at the moment, uh, sorry, at the time. And it, it, there was so many different things kind of happening. And I think there's like a shared element between myself and you, because I think you're a creative, aren't you? You, you, you'd like creative. Would you say you're a scientist or a you know, creative an artist? Oh, I don't know. Creativity. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know. I would have to ask like my team members. I, I don't think that I would say I'm not creative, but I, really enjoy coming up with ideas that are outside of the box, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So I don't, that's why I like the consulting part of this. And that's why I like the phrase, it depends, because you do get to get a little bit creative and find solutions for people that work. Um, so I guess in that way, yeah, I don't like to just follow follow the path already laid. Um, and that's why I think that's what I like about marketing as well. Yeah, the, the, one, the consultant, the, the people I work with, they've all, they're all coming at it with different, challenges and different uh opportunities really different backgrounds there's there is no one size fits all um, right. So it, right. you know, it's about finding that that right solution and yeah it's the same in marketing we could do a marketing podcast called it depends yeah it, i was just about to say i'm gonna get you a t-shirt that matches mine <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> we'll get t-shirts out. maybe that might be the the giveaway for the show if we uh yes yeah you know, if you ask a we good at question least have to do we'll some stickers. yeah do yeah. some stickers for stuff yeah. Um, so <laughs> you've, we talked about your journey. We've talked about the kind of ideas that we um, that we want to take you, the listener, on, and, and really kind of unpack it. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing this uh, reasonably regularly. We're going to be uh, sitting down and p- picking up a particular topic. Um, you know, subscribe on the podcast channel that you're on. You know, um, wherever you listen to these subscribe you know, uh, these uh, podcasts, then make sure you you, you bookmark this podcast. Uh, so you can tune into future episodes with myself and Amanda. Is there anything you want to kind of set out, uh, Amanda? Kind of, what kind of topics are you thinking for 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 the next kind of the next stage in this? What what, what things would you like to cover off? Um, I would like to cover kind of the basics of test development, which sounds really really boring, but I promise I will use lots of good examples and funny things, hopefully. Um, you know, and, and why, basically, I want to get to the why we do those things, right? Why isn't the cut score? Why can't we just set it to be 70? You know, all of that stuff, I could say we're going to do an episode on validity, but validity is so 
huge and encompasses so many things. Um, and I think people just throw the word around because they don't want to say something else or they're like, oh, it has to ha have validity. Well, okay, what does that mean? Um, and I think the whole thing is going to be about that. Um, but I also, I would love to do one that's kind of about vendor shopping. So I'll be presenting about that um, later this year at a conference also um, and helping people who are not psychos figure out what they need to ask when they're going around and looking at vendors. Um, you know, even doing basics like item banking. What do you need? What don't you need? Uh, remote proctoring, you know, but very, very from the fundamental side of things. And I would also really be interested in, you know, if we promote this on LinkedIn or, or wherever we're going to talk about it, or if people want to email me and say, hey, I heard the podcast. I would love it if you did an episode on this. Um, you know, I really want it to be interactive and I want to get the questions. So I'm hoping that people will reach out and say, I'd love to see an episode on this. And then we would absolutely do it. So there's a lot of basics out there that we need to cover, I think. Yeah, I think there's 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 lots of areas and topics that we can um, go to, but you know, let us know. Let us let, let us know what your priority is, and we'll we'll try and accommodate that. We've you've got a plan in mind, but you know that can we like to be agile, don't we? We like to kind of um, uh, chop and change as you know the, the need comes about, really. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I can I can think of a dozen topics off the top of my head that I think a lot of my clients are the first things that people ask when they start talking to yeah. me about things. Um, so that's fine. But I also know that those trends change. I know that you go to a conference, you hear about something, but you're not really sure what does that mean? You know, you don't want to ask in a room full of people, well, just email us and we'll get to talk about it. So I think it's yeah. a great solution to that. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening, everyone today. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, for thank the you, Tim. The first, the first episode. Hey. Woohoo! Well, hey, um, and we hope you all listening for for more. So, uh, from me, Tim Burnett, and from Amanda Dennis. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.